Welcome back to International Men in a Mystery, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, starting with the International Man of Mystery. I'm Johnny. I have a special guest with me this week, and he is... And I'm Mark from the DC Cinematic Minute podcast and Tarantino Minute, where I go minute by minute through all the films of the Tarantino repertoire, uh, currently talking about Pulp Fiction. What are you talking about for DC? We're talking about Dawn of Justice. Did I say DC Cinematic Minute or did I say Dawn of Justice Minute? I said DC Cinematic Minute. Mm-hmm. You can find me oh, no. uh, DCU at DCU Minute and Tarantino Minute on all social media. Too many minutes. Oh, for each one, absolutely. Also too many minute podcasts. Well, yeah, but I think one is 187 and the other one's like 180. 81. It's a hard note. I'm glad mine are like 90-something. <laughs> you have the smallest... I think you have one of the shortest movie-by-minutes films with, what, 18 weeks? That's, it wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, it's 90 minutes, a straight hour and a half. That's like half of my podcast. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad. Me neither. <laughs> I've... Uh, I have a fun movie. It's shorter. I'm here for it. But today we're on minute 77. And it begins with Din Din. So Dr. Evil is trying to give somebody dinner. That's somebody. It's Mr. Bigglesworth. I didn't know Din Din was a phrase that was already being said. Um in 1997 because i was saying din din in like <laughs> in like high school and college <laughs> and so it was like why because <laughs> you don't just say yo i'm good no <laughs> you're <never> like yo <laughs> no you don't text your buddies and you go yo let's get some din din like hit up the taco bell no get that fourth meal no <laughs> you've never used it you've never used the word din din before no i used it all the time that's silly you never used any weird lingo when you were younger? I just feel like Dendin is an exceptionally din din, weird thing Doldi to say. Doldi for when you're tired. No. Doldi monster when the sleep monster attacks you no. and then you feel tired all of a sudden. I don't know what kind of foreign language that you guys decided to speak Dunzo? to each other. Like, you've used Dunzo before, right? Maybe like five times in my life. Okay. The Doldi monster is when you like, let's say you're having Thanksgiving and you eat all that food and the Doldi monster shows up and like all of a sudden you're tired. Because he attacked you. This is a weird niche area of language that I am not a part of. It's also, yeah. Scratching denim. That's another one. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) I don't even think I want to know what that is. So I'm just going to go ahead and do something that I have done before. And that is sing the Meow Mix song. (laughs) Well, you don't like Meow Mix. No, because... I like more natural food for the cats. Yeah. But I used to Which sing that. here. Where the hell are they? I don't know. Hades is asleep. I, is. I used to sing this because the commercial used to come on a lot. And now it's just like permanently embedded in my brain. Of I want chicken. I want liver. I want. Yeah, makes, yeah, makes please. please deliver. And then meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. I want to get Zeus on the cover of some cat food. He could be on the cover of this uh, this Meow Mix si- science diet. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> you could also be on the cover of this Meow Mix bag. But apparently, Mr. Brigglesworth does not show up, but Austin shows up with a gun. I wonder where he went, Mr. Brigglesworth. I don't know. He's hiding from all this shenanigans that's going down. He doesn't need to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But. Was that like in his suitcase of like things to take? The <laughs> The ginormous bag. Yeah, why not? It's important to him. Um, He's, Mr. Bigglesworth is his only legitimate son <laughs> that he, he actually cares for. Until, um, mini me. Well, yeah, until mini me, but mm -hmm. we're not there yet. So Austin thinks he's got him now. And it's interesting because it starts this conversation that gets a little in depth about how Dr. Evil's explaining that it's ironic that the very things that Austin stands for of free love and swinging parties is considered evil in the 90s. Which I'm trying to understand true. what that meant. Like, what was it in the 90s that was evil? Or, like, why? how was it considered evil? Because everybody was got the consequences of the free love movement. Of What were the S consequences? STDs? Yeah, but, okay, so let's keep going. Like, what else? Is it just STDs? Was it just I mean, the AIDS outbreak? AIDS movement, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see, like, what really was the and 90s, like, coming up against well and because of that like after all of that everybody started like curtailing like yeah in the, in the 80s there was still like some partying and everything but like in the 90s everybody kind of started to slow down mm -hmm. of the partying because they were reaping all of the consequences of like the drug use and stds and so people weren't having swinging parties like that in the 90s as much i'm trying to see is that like is that a reason now for this film when it came out then to like, hey, let's let's bring him to the '90s because that would that would like we Clash. could we could prove it. Yeah, there could there's a huge societal change, like and shift maybe in the outlook. When he's giving that speech though, have you seen that sculpture that's behind Doctor Evil? You would notice something like that. The black one, right? That's pretty cool. Well, you don't like that one. You see what I'm saying? It's like uh, it almost looks like one of those sculpts, uh, sculptures, those installations from Beetlejuice. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. But um, the the conversation about you know like all considered evil in the '90s, like do you feel like it? Um, like you say, it gets deep. So do you feel like there's a diff like because we hear we hear like a defense and we hear like a point and a counterpoint to it. You think that conversation is valid or do you think like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? What? Like the counterpoint of that we were just trying to. Yeah. It's almost like, is there, is it, is it just dialogue to be the, the villain and the good guy, like just having a, uh, a quick like like la um not lazy but just all right the, they gotta have some banter like the villain and the good guy 
or is there actually some something to it? Because Austin Powers has like this kind of he has a rebuttal for it, saying that what they laid down during the seventies still thrives today. Like for like fighting freedom and all that, like they're for it. Like just like people were against hippies back then, and people are still against hippies to this day. And it's like, who like is clashing ideologies that equal the same thing? Everyone wants freedom, right? I mean, yeah, everybody wants freedom, but you have to think about it this way: in this realm, he's not wrong because his realm of what the 70s would think of as evil mm-hmm. is not evil like yeah. capitalism and monetary gain and greed is not evil here yeah capitalism thrived during the 90s mm-hmm. like that was people in the 80s figured that out and then by the 90s it was like perfected and now we're like yo capitalism is bad <laughs> Toxic? Oh, yeah. So, that's what it is. But, you know, um, it, Dr. Evil almost gives off a vibe of, like, he knows it's evil, obviously, because his name is Dr. Evil and everything. It's like, it almost makes you think, like, he once had those same ideologies. What is swinging parties? Well, it's maybe, like, hippie movement. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he was always like, whatever is the evilest, most evilly evil thing that I can do, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. For like shits and giggles, not even like <laughs> really anything other than that. Um, Because what other than like this corporate gain that he has now, which he didn't do what would he have other than wanting to be evil? Yeah. And we'll get there with the whole, when we find like his backstory in like the third film or whatever, yeah. like that's when you like start to really notice the the changes there. Cause, uh, <clears throat> daddy wasn't there. Well, <laughs> most of the daddies weren't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you ever really talk about the whole lair just in general? Yeah, actually, I think Chris and I, yeah, Chris and I talked about the possibility of other people having rooms, like a like Star Wars, like like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Chris that we talked about um, doing rooms. Like a uh, random task would have a room in this like mm-hmm. compound, and like what Scott's room would look random like. Task, I love that name. And like if just musing about like everybody having a room and obviously like number two mr bigglesworth has his own room yeah of course he does but or him just like lounging around because everything has to be kept really warm there because he's bald now Mm -hmm. um like he would go sleep on top of that sculpture that's behind austin powers or on the floor where the the hellfire was that killed people oh the little vent yeah i love the rock formation on the stairs like that's so cool I dig that. Whoever like designed the lair. It was probably Dr. Evil. No, I meant like set designer. <laughs> I was like, it's probably Dr. Evil. Who knows? It might've been him too. Um, but. It's pretty cool. I like it. It seems, it seems on point. 
It's weird because it seems like this was the aesthetic of the early, or like the late 2000s. Was like this like futuristic monochromatic like yeah industrial you could see this in an usher video yeah yeah Even so this was kind of ahead of its time by like 10 years it was getting there a janet jackson music video yeah it is it is very early 2000s so but or like it looks like tomorrowland like disney not that far well it's like whimsical yeah but you remember when like when they try to be like futuristic and then time catches up and they're like oh it looks pretty outdated you should probably change that yeah (laughs) we're never gonna be able to predict the future unfortunately you never will how would you rate austin powers glasses you get a good shot at them i don't know you ever talk about them it's it's like a six. They're glasses. It's like a six or a seven. They don't look bad on his face. I feel like that's that's the defining characteristic of glasses that they don't look bad with your face shape, and that's that's fine. Say that again. What about it? the defining like characteristic of glasses is they don't look poor on your face shape. Like no matter what glasses you wear. No, no. Like you have to pick glasses that aren't wrong for your face shape. But you can pick bad ones. Yes, you can. Okay. Cut to me in high school. Wearing glasses that look like what I used to wear. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think, I think Zeus, Zeus just got just stuck in a box. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'll let you wrap it up and I'm going to go save him. Okay, because that sounded really bad. All right. Well, the minute does end with face it, freedom failed. And we're going to get the rebuttal in minute 78. Um, Don't forget to come back for that. And also, don't forget, stay groovy. Groovy.